Hello and welcome to another episode of That Podcast. My name is Ryan Janke, and as always, I'm joined by Pastor DJ Lura and Sarah DeYoung. And today, we have a special guest. I always want to say special guest referee, but he's not a referee. <laughs> True, he's wearing too many stripes on his shirt for that. They're the wrong direction. Yes. And the wrong Not color. all of them. Wrong color. The wrong color, not, yeah. not the wrong is, direction. This is a, a, a wide plaid, I would call that. <laughs> We've got Mark Soljum back with us today. Mark, how are you doing? I'm well. Thanks for having me in the podcast studio. Yes. It's it's an honor to be here <laughs> converting <laughs> converting these melodious tones into a podcast. Did you see did you see how you can't see underneath the mask, but you could just hear the dripping sarcasm on that? <laughs> it's such an honor to be here. No, 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 no. It's <laughs> wonderful in here. So glad you guys invited Done me a lot back. With the place. <laughs> well, you keep checking your watch. <laughs> Let's keep this podcast moving. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm so glad that that Mark is here because um, we have some we have some news. Yes, want to share? Yes, we do. He At, does. We had uh, the uh, Atonement Church's annual meeting, and something very exciting took place. Uh, Mark, can you can you let us know what's going on? Yes, we voted in our budget for the next year. Right. Yeah. So that was very exciting. Where's yeah, the like, ching <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you were going for? As exciting as budgetary conversation <laughs> is on the podcast, uh, no, that we, is we, not where I was going. We also approved last year's minutes. Oh, we did. Yep. Make sure in the uh, takes for this, you just throw like GameStop, <laughs> economics, really boost the views on it. Since <laughs> we're talking uh, finance. <laughs> What I was talking about is Doge. Uh, it, it, it is now official. Something that's been been uh, present through through action in Mark is that he has the gift of public ministry, and public ministry takes many forms. But traditionally, in the Lutheran Church, we speak of those who are called to public ministry. We call them pastors, and a letter of call is the official um, contract or transaction that a church gives, trusting that the Holy Spirit has called this person into this role. That call is validated by the people of God through a letter of call that was issued to Mark Mm -hmm. with the caveat, I believe, um, calling him to be a pastor of this church. And there was roarous applause of Mm -hmm. of I, and uh, the letter of call was issued. Now, I was asking Mark, part of that process also is that there's usually a 30-day time of discernment that can be allowed mm-hmm. for whatever candidate is issued a letter of call. But he shared with me that um, the senior pastor gave him like like a mission impossible. Yep. Like you, you have 30 seconds. Yes. You've got- uh, it was actually like 30 hours, right? <laughs> you got a day. <laughs> I, I think he said, I, I hope he didn't take us down this path just to give us another 30 days to keep us waiting. <laughs> that would have been great. Yeah. Well, uh, now I'll I'm going to see. Yeah. Sorry, I'll have to I'll have to talk this over. <laughs> now it's not a time to play hard to get, I don't think. <laughs> so. And so that means that, that Mark, who has met all the requirements of our wider church body, mm-hmm. uh, Lutheran Congregations and Mission for Christ, or the wider church association, he has his Master of Divinity. He has been um, approved for call in LCMC churches, and so um, this ministry he was he was our director of of ministries, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Which is a, a shorthand way of saying the executive director who handles all the 
kind of the the um, administration of much of the church, but also has all kinds of ministry gifts through through music, through preaching. All these things have developed over your time here over the last six years, correct? Mm-hmm. And so it's a longer process for call in Mark's case, but what we were doing as a congregation was not seeking a new position, but recognizing the ministry that was present and having Mark met all of the requirements for ordination. Mm-hmm. It was validating that. Uh, and so he has been called to be our executive pastor as compared to executive director mm-hmm. um, uh, for ministry, not just of word and service, which is what we speak of lay ministry, who's mm-hmm. not a pastor. Pastors are given the ministry of word and sacrament. And that's what Mark has now been recognized as having. Um, and so it's a very exciting time. It's Reverend Master Master Pastor. Is that? <laughs> yeah, that, that's sort of an ongoing joke. Um uh, <laughs> Because I, I, I actually uh, uh, um, uh, sensed the call to ministry back in college and uh, um, started down this track and I started to get my MDiv at Luther Seminary back in... Um, it was in the 20th century, wasn't uh, it? Yes, it was. <laughs> wow, that's... Thank you for that encouraging word. How'd that, um, how'd that, welcome aboard. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and I, I actually did not finish the, the Master of Divinity back then. I, I got a master's uh, degree from Luther um, and um, uh, was not quite ready to step into that role. Um, God had some more preparation for me to do. Real quickly, the degree that you got, because people may not know this too, when you go to seminary, it's not just about get, the the Master of Divinity degree is a master's degree, which is required after a, a bachelor's degree for education in order to enter into a pastoral role within Lutheran circles. It's not like that in, in many other mm-hmm. Christian traditions. Many other Christian traditions will recognize someone in a congregation who has leadership abilities and um, empower them to be their pastor. Ours is a bit more difficult. There's a requirement of so much education. Um, but rather than getting the MDiv, which is, is you think about it, it's kind of more like a trade degree. You go to learn how to be a welder. You get the credentials for that. Mm-hmm. A Master of Divinity is the, is the credentialing, the education to be an ordained pastor in the Lutheran Church. But you got, did you get a Master of Theology or a Master of Sacred Arts? Or what was the Master's in? Yeah, it was actually Christian Leadership. Christian Leadership? Perfect. Yes, which, you know. That seems to fit. Seems seems to be where I was at it yeah. anyways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I finished that up. So I have that Master's degree. And then um, um, I, I started working with the Master's Institute in uh, um, the Twin Cities and finished uh, they transferred in some of my credits, and I finished up the requirements for the MDiv mm-hmm. um, last year. So I technically have two masters then, um, and then uh, and then this letter of call, which I did in fact sign in under the thirty hours or thirty seconds or <laughs> some. So it didn't self destruct. Yeah. It did not self destruct, and and it's uh, as as I handed it back to the senior pastor who quickly filed it. So <laughs> I said, "Ah, I have you now." So so all of the basically the letter of the law, all the paperwork is in order. Mm-hmm. What now remains is for the, the event that the congregation recognizes publicly. The um, I, I shouldn't say it's not a mantle and it's not a, like a higher thing. It's a, it's basically putting on a yoke of responsibility. Mm-hmm. It's, it, you know, we're the priesthood of all believers, but pastors are set aside for specific responsibilities, not specific benefits. Cause we're not higher. We're not holier, but we're called to, we're entrusted by the congregation to call them out on their stuff, mm-hmm. call, a sin a th- call a thing a thing, 
call a sin a sin, and to forgive in the name of Jesus Christ through preaching, through sacraments, and you know, as the t- title pastor implies, it's a shepherd. It's that leadership. It's like mm-hmm. that leadership piece. Mm-hmm. And so there's there's multiple qualities and responsibilities. Um, once the ordination takes place publicly, that's the congregation saying yes. We publicly recognize the call, not just that you have an inward calling, but that you have an outward call to ministry in this place in this season. So mm-hmm. it's it's a very exciting time. Yes, and and that so is. So how soon are we doing that? Well, it looks like <laughs> uh, Palm Sunday actually is the oh, is going to be the day. Nice. So what is that in like three weeks? I don't know. We're in the middle of Lent, yeah, and I can never like tell two when. Two and a half, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's exciting. That's really exciting. Nice. Yeah, I'm. I may even find a suit. Uh, I think I own one. Really? Yeah. Well, really? You never know. This is gonna. What a day. <laughs> I can't wait I, I'll, I'll at least suit. I'll at least wear my dress pants. So instead of my my normal jeans, you're, uh, you're not going to break out the wrinkled clerical from from back in the day. And uh, uh, no, I I do have yeah I do have a clerical collar. Um, I I may use it sometime for you know. Well, there's that Halloween thing coming up. So yeah, there you <laughs> go. Use that. The nice thing about atonement that I've really appreciated, and it it brings me back to my own roots. Being a, a pastor across the country, they expect different clothing on their pastors, depending on where you're located. Mm-hmm. And the clerical is the it's it's the finest fashion from 1521. <laughs> mm, um, yep, very very hip then, isn't it though? And it's then, very European. <laughs> yeah. And then they put on top of you. Um, so you wear a clerical, and then on top of it is what's called an alb, which always reminded me of if you've ever seen the old movie uh, A Christmas Carol, mm-hmm. when when. Um, Scrooge is sleeping and taken around. He has that hat that he wears and the yeah. long dress. Yeah. That's an alb. Really? That's Yeah, and you put that on top. And then on top of that goes a stole. I and thought that was a nightgown. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's what an alb All looks right. like to me. And so then on top of the alb goes what's called a stole, and pastors wear stoles because it's a sign of the yoke of ministry that's placed upon them by the congregation. Oh, and okay. the stole is basically a scarf. Mm-hmm. And then along with all that, you take a rope, wrap it around your waist, and pull it tight, and there you are ready ready to, to worship in the 21st century. Um, and there's nothing wrong with any of that. There's nothing you wrong. Mean, you mean the 16th century? Sorry, yeah, the 16th, 14th, fifth, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. There's nothing wrong with that, and, and but that comes down to an individual congregation's what's called a polity, mm-hmm. like their, their identity. Atonement's identity has been... One that it, I've seen in the Midwest, it's the one I grew up with, where pastors didn't wear all that stuff. If anything, if they were dressed up, it would be a suit and a tie. Mm-hmm. But atonement is a, a, even a freer polity where there's not a whole lot of expectation as far as clothing, just that you're moderately dressed. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's nothing more than that. And mm-hmm. that's great. That's really freeing because the world has changed so much that even the, the traditional garb of a, of a, of a clergyman in worship mm-hmm. can seem odd and and almost off-puttish to, yeah. s- to put, or put-offish. I don't know what the term is. Uh, I think offensive it, maybe. And and I think it it makes you less approachable. There you go. It's it makes you. I think for the modern person, it can make you less approachable. It almost does have that feeling of elevating. Mm-hmm. It does. On a reverse note, I can say that wearing a clerical, I think, saved my life on more than one case. Was they bulletproof or uh, sort of, uh, <laughs> wow. there were, there was on more than one occasion. Is this a solution to a pandemic that we're not aware of? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just think it, it kept me safer than, than if I hadn't had it on. And that was when I was a pastor in Philadelphia, there were some nights where I had to go to, um, 
Thomas Jefferson Medical Center. It's, it's uh, this hospital in downtown Philly. And downtown Philly at that time was a dangerous place during the night. During the daytime, you'd ha- you know, people would go to the Liberty Bell and, and you know, mm-hmm. you'd go see, you know, the place where the Declaration of Independence, Independence was signed. Hall. Independence Hall, yeah. Mm-hmm. But at nighttime, different story. Mm-hmm. And so um, Thomas Jefferson didn't have its own parking. You'd had to park a couple blocks away in one of the, the parking garages. And when I would go there, the church I was um, serving expected me to wear a clerical. And that's just more, on the East Coast, there's a lot more Roman Catholics. It's just more, it's expected even by Lutheran churches. Mm -hmm. Um, And as I walked those blocks, I had a Bible in one hand, I had my clerical on, and all of a sudden people were really friendly to me. (laughs) I had more than one person. Yeah, oh yeah, I had more than one person say, how you doing, Padre? Mm. How you doing, Father? And just... Good. Just kept walking. Um, whereas if I was dressed in just normal garb rather than my uniform, mm-hmm. um, there would have been at least the expectation of more danger than mm-hmm. less. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. It, it, it just It is what it is. Yeah. So, excellent. Anyway. This is some good times. So, the question that we were talking about, is it appropriate to call you Pastor Mark or Pastor Soljum? And what would you what would you prefer? Oh, gal, uh, that's interesting because uh, we call you Pastor DJ. Yep. We mm-hmm. call uh, Becky Pastor Becky, yeah. and I think Paul pre- prefers to be called Pastor Cross. Yes. Um, yeah, um, I prefer Mark. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's been my name for oh, gal, you know. Long, long as I can remember. It's worked for this long. It, it has. You know, I think that's that's good, too, because when someone addresses me as DJ, my first response isn't, it's Pastor DJ. <laughs> I think I think the title comes with a building of trust with people. Mm-hmm. But along with that is, you know, is it okay to even use that title for you? Because it's a, it's a sign of respect for the office that you hold <laughs> prior to Palm Sunday. What do you think? You know, uh, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I think that'd be a great question for Paul because he knows all, he's like a walking Wikipedia on yeah. such matters. Yes. Um, and, and as he uh, shared with us earlier this week, his liturgical bona fides dwarf mine. So. They, it does. It does. <laughs> um, I, much more. I mean, I sort on. of assumed that uh, the officialness happens with, with the ceremony. Um. But, you know, I have uh, relatives in the military and sort of they take on the, the work yeah. um, prior to the promotion. Yes. But then the promotion hits and then it's official and, you know, then the, the, the uniform has changed. Right. So, um, you know, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter a ton to me. Yeah. Um, in fact, you know, some people are going to, like you said, some people will refer to you as Pastor DJ and that's just sort of how, how they roll. Um, and, uh, um, I mean, I think, I think that this is my, my, my big thing about this, this milestone here is on the one hand, I'm, I'm excited. On the other hand, it's like, I've been doing this work for, mm-hmm. for a long time. You know, I've been at atonement since 2013. So, um, well, I've been at atonement for longer, but I've been on staff since 2013. Um, I think it was summer of 2013. So that's like seven years I've been doing this, this type of work. And, um, I see this, um, um, I was sort of hesitant at first to, 
to finish my degree and, and to do this because I didn't want, um, I, um, I see it as such a servant leadership mm-hmm. and I I've seen people over the years sort of Lord that title over other people. Mm-hmm. And that's just not something that's, that's built into me. And I, and I, you know, it's not something that, that, um, that I ever wanted. I, I, I mean, I, I love being part of the direction we're going. I love the, um, to work with people and, and move them forward. And, and that's what really gets me up in the morning. Yeah. Um, and, um, um, the title is more, yeah. Um, thank you for, for, um, putting that trust in me, but I, I don't want it ever to sort of, right. um, uh, be a stumbling block for people. And, and that's why I think, um, um, I'm very comfortable with, with the tournament's polity of, of sort of, uh, laid back and, and not sort of high and mighty, um, clothes that differentiate you from, right. from others. Uh, cause I think that can get in the way. And I, I think th- that can, can, uh, I think um, you're absolutely right there. It really, it, it, the danger is you put ordained ministers on a pedestal mm-hmm. to the detriment of what's called lay ministry. Yes. When, but I like the way it works here where you have people that are set aside for specific tasks. Yep. Um, I actually hate the word lay ministry. I know. Um, I know. I, I agree with you. <laughs> and I've hated it for 20 years um, because I, I know too many people that are like, oh, well, you know, you're not actually a pastor. Right. Like there's some amazing people doing amazing things and yep. they don't have the title. Don't look down on them because of that. Right. Um, so the, uh, um, you know, uh, part of the fulfilling all the requirements was to sit down with um, some pastors in the LCMC and sort of talk about my faith story and, and how I saw my role. And I said, I expressed how firm I believer I am in the priesthood of all believers mm-hmm. that we all have a job here. This is not just the, the sort of ordained ministries job. Um, their job is to equip the saints and to move them forward. And he said, well, do you even need them? I said, well, you're going to need leaders. Yeah. Um, but the leaders should be washing people's feet. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They shouldn't be dressing up and parading in front of them. Right. Well, and that's why speaking about the, the requirement for an MDiv is important. I do, I do like to have nice wash jeans, though, <laughs> before I get in front of you. I, I mean, you know, I, I do brush my hair. Yeah. So. I was going to say that I think that the, the importance of pastors in general is in a leadership role, it's to empower and equip the saints to carry out their ministry, to, to mm-hmm. expand the kingdom of God. That really is what it's supposed to be. Yep. Um, the reason for the, the requirements is so that the gospel is not diluted or, or turned in a skewed in a, in a direction that's not true to the gospel because all it takes is a slight little angle turn on one day, 10 years down the road, your church has moved far away from the gospel because it's focusing on something other than, mm-hmm. than the mission and ministry and the good news of Jesus Christ. That's, I think, the importance for uh, the seminary training piece for the, the theology and the, and the languages and, and really, and, and as a time of discernment. Um, but I agree with you that we can make, we, we can elevate the office Mm-hmm. to something that it's not intended to be. The office is, is meant to be actually lower than the baptized saint. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's servant leadership, just like you said. Yeah. 
um, to empower and equip others to to live and follow Jesus every day, not just on Sunday. Well, the good book says those that teach will be judged more harshly. Right. Mm-hmm. So. so you got that going for you. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it did pop into my head before I signed that. Like, mm, okay. What am I getting myself into? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, agree, I totally agree with you, though. We have seen um, um, churches that we know um, um, that do not have a firm foundation in the text and, and, and in the Word of God and their theology has led them in a place that that uh, I think it shouldn't have, and and well, that, and 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 you you can see it because it it hinders the expanding of the kingdom. It hinders the gospel. Yep, and it's easier to spot, I think, in Protestantism, because mm-hmm. uh, you know, in Roman Catholicism, um, you know, I, I I'm I'm not a Catholic. Um, I have friends who are Catholics, um, but at least they have sort of some people at the top going. Eh, it's not that right. Mm, it's not that. Right. Um, and uh, well, that, that is the strength of the Catholic tradition, the magisterium. Yeah, that keeps them. Of course, they. I mean, but if it's, the magisterium, it, it's my understanding or my theology that they've sort of drifted anyway. Sure. Um, and you, you mean know, you're Lutheran? What a surprise! I, I am. I am. Uh, yes. Surprise! Surprise. <laughs> um, but you can see that sort of play out in real time in Protestantism in the United States because yeah. there's there's so many flavors. You're like, well, you want that, uh, uh, you know, if you if you look at the Bible that way, well, then that's probably these people over here. And if you want to look at the Bible a little bit like that way, it's probably these people over here. Yep. And and uh, you know, you go to a larger metropolitan area, you could probably visit one of those places every Sunday. And you know what I think is outside of the Roman Catholic Church, I think there's something very interesting happening in our world, 21st century. Um, at least in, in the United States as I see it, but, but you also see these movements happening in other parts of the world as well, Africa, Asia, this explosion of the gospel. Um, but I think there's like a sifting going on in the United States that's not about denominations, Protestant, Catholic. The, the Catholic Church will always have the magisterium, the, the, the Holy See, the, the, you know, the Pope, and, and the authority of the, of the church leaders that way to, to steer them. But in Protestantism, it's almost like you have the sifting going on where it doesn't matter if you're baptism, Baptist, Lutheran, Evangelical, Charismatic. Do you believe that the Bible is true? Mm-hmm. And people aligning around what that means? Do you believe that Jesus is your Lord and Savior and people aligning around what that means in one camp? And it's almost like there's a, there's a outside of that, that's what's defining what camp you can put people in in the United States today it's not it's no longer denomination it's do you believe this or don't you on whatever the issue may be um especially in christianity so it's it's an interesting time in that regard i think and it makes lcmc interesting as well because lcmc is a I, you, uh, you could call it a micro synod an association of churches that come out of the lutheran tradition who've already said we believe this about the bible we believe that the bible is true this is where we stand and we're completely open for anybody who wants to come, who agrees with that, to come and be a part of, of uh, how we do church together. Mm-hmm. Cool. So you were going to say something. No, I'm, I'm speechless. So. I have that effect. Yes. I, when the eyes start to lull over, it's like, I, I didn't oh, I got him again. I didn't say I was falling asleep. I said I was speechless. So I, I'm, I'm honored to be uh, called to atonement. 
I'm excited about that. I'm looking forward to the ordination. Um, but more importantly, I'm looking forward to the work going on with, with this fine community. And uh, I think God has some amazing things planned for this, this uh, congregation and, and this region. And, uh, um, I, you know, I've got some harebrained ideas that, that I think would be awesome to move forward with. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, we'll see where God... You, you, well, you've had harebrained ideas that we've already <laughs> moved forward with. Uh, yeah. So let's, let's transition Well, I mean, I bit. think that's part it's... of my leadership gift. <laughs> Have a harebrained idea, make it happen. So let's transition a little bit in talking about that because... Um, even prior to your ordination, you have been a leader in the last, well, last six years, but especially in the last year in transitioning atonement to have a louder voice using technology mm-hmm. specifically. Um, yeah, we, we, I bought a bullhorn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we stand and on a, the and corner. A, and, a no, and a noisemaker that you that you wrecked, DJ. Oh, yeah, well, man, it's yeah. It's in the shop. It's getting it's fixed. It's in the shop. Okay, good. <laughs> I can't pay the bill yet, so they won't release it to me. <laughs> You're going to have to manually clap now. Do you think you could hire Michael Winslow to come in and... Uh, uh, probably dated myself. Yeah, there. Sarah has no idea nope. who Michael Winslow is. It's the finest actor from 1983 she, to. She's now googling Michael Winslow. <laughs> I'm guessing he has to be in some type of Disney movie. Oh uh, no, boy! No, okay. those weren't Disney movies. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> but so so let's so. Oh gosh, I don't want to make this super technical, but can you speak a little bit about? The, the transition pieces that were necessary for this last year for us to have an even louder, as you put it, bullhorn mm. to share the gospel well, so beyond these walls. If you're listening to this 10 years from now, uh, <laughs> and it is 31, there was a, an odd thing called a pandemic that happened in uh, 2020. Um, what were some of the other names we heard for that thing? Uh, pandemonium. It's a Panda Express. Uh, Panda Express. Oh, we're in a Panera, Panera bread. Panera. Oh man. Yeah. I had Panda Express yesterday. It was very good. <laughs> um, it's the orange chicken. Um, so yeah, we had, um, we were faced with, um, um, back in January, uh, of 2020, there was kind of this, oh, by the way, you should be aware there's a virus in, um, Wuhan, China, and, uh, we don't think it'll come here, but just, you know, we're following this story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then February it was like, well, it's no longer restricted to China, but we don't think it'll you know, affect the U.S. too much. And then March it was like, oh, it's in the U.S. Well, so what's, what's funny is, yeah, it was about back in February. You're like, oh, we better, we better keep our, our eye on this. Maybe yeah. it was even January. And uh, got some, some Zoom, uh, Zoom license, and, and you were taking step forward, steps forward, and I'm going... Mark's getting a little wild here. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got some funny looks like, this isn't going to be that bad. Two weeks, Mark. Come on. I'm telling you, two weeks. I'm standing by it. I've been saying it since last <laughs> yeah. February. Yeah, and then it was uh, it was the second Sunday in March, I think, and uh, um, we decided that we had to, to discontinue in-person worship because it wasn't safe for a while. And, yeah, we, we were joking about two weeks, and I said, yeah, I think – Maybe more like eight. Well, e- mm. even that, even that sort of started as a, as a little bit of a joke. Remember, the for, for a couple of weeks we were telling people, yeah, you know, 
give uh, give fist bumps or or uh, tap your shoes together instead of yes. shake hands. And mm-hmm. yes, you and I demonstrated a a very. <laughs> Which didn't catch on. No, the kid, no. The kid uh, didn't. Sadly, it, no. They're like, you know what? We'd rather just go through the pandemic than <laughs> tap our shoes together. I thought it was. A, I thought it was amazing greeting. <laughs> yes, first I'm, right shoe tap, then left shoe tap. Do you guys remember um, Kid and Play? Oh yeah, that. Do you remember uh, their dance with the the high top? Yes. Yeah. The, the to- mm-hmm. they had this whole dance thing that they did. This uh, where they they hit. The feet together and then spun around. And hit See, the that's what heels. we needed was a clever yeah. song to go with it. Well, yeah. if, we, if we had Ryan that. and Mark gonna make you jump, jump, you know, <laughs> something like that. That was crisscross. But I yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, was it? Yeah. Doesn't so copyright doesn't, infringement? Doesn't Sorry. know his eighties hip hop rap. So. so yeah, Sarah's eyes know, are glazing I over. Know it. You're I know. I know that song. Also, oh. I got my co- second round of COVID shots, so I'm a little sleepy right now. <laughs> <laughs> So, anyway. yeah, where were Continue, we? Continue, please. I don't even remember. Oh, yeah, I so March 15th. Yeah, March 15th. It was going to be about eight weeks. Right. And so at the beginning of this, we said, well, okay, let's let's figure out a way to provide some sort of online presence so that we don't just sort of shut up, yeah. shut down shop, you know, mm-hmm. and, and uh, don't do anything. Right. Um, and there were churches that were like, well, we're just going to wait it out. And I thought, it seems like it might be more long-term than that. And, and we had talked about sort of a broadcast ministry anyways, so we thought, well, let's go ahead with it. So then there was the, the question, okay, um, how, how, many, how much resources should we put into this? You know, should we, um, right now I got a tripod and an and a iPod that I can just grab and, you know, we'll just put it on the thing and-, and Make it uh, happen, Captain. Make it happen and we'll put it on Facebook Live and that'll be mm-hmm. the end of it. Yep. But uh, uh, Ryan has- has injured himself over here or something. You okay, Ryan? Yeah, podcasting's dangerous. Okay. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll keep on going. I just hit myself in the face. With the- <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. Continue. Need a to, first aid kit in the too podcast. Too bad this isn't on video. We should describe play-by-play over here. Let me here, see your eyes. Ryan. Are they dilated? <laughs> yeah. I didn't get a shot. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Sarah is a caregiver. If anybody's curious why she got her yeah. shot right now, so I'm glad that she did. Yeah. Um, so we, you know, we had the discussion like, how much do we want to put into this? And and uh, uh, we quickly decided that that uh, man, I I hate watching things that are you know filmed from a from an iPad, and the sounds horrible and and uh, it's not engaging at all. So we said, okay, well, let's put some money into it. So we started looking into what it would take, and and uh, uh, we carved out. I got a, a team together, people that do video and and uh, audio and um, other things. I said, "All right, let's let's sort this out. Where are we headed?" Um, so we kind of came up with a rough plan. You know, here's here's what a phase A would look like to get you going. Uh, here's what a B would look like, and then you know, like oh, I don't know, four or five years down the road, here's what <laughs> what this phase would look like. Well, that four or five years, you know, uh, as the pandemic sort of got worse and, and uh, it, it quickly became sort of crazy mm-hmm. on the coasts. And then we had more of a delayed thing. It didn't really hit, hit us until sort of, what, summer, fall. In my head, I just picture this like COVID wave moving inward. <laughs> yeah, in it, had to, it had to get over the mountains. <laughs> and then it smacked right yep. here and then did this thing, you know, going back in the yeah, opposite direction. Yeah, exactly what happened. Uh, so yeah, we just sort of compressed that timeline and, and went from, uh, I, what the first Sunday we had a camera, 
Yep. And uh, uh, we were piping the sound in from our soundboard uh, with nobody in the room, and there was wires laying all over the floor. And <laughs> it was a hazard in there. It, it was. A trip it, was it was. And and we had some people who are prone to tripping that were walking through there that I was worried about. <laughs> Uh, I won't name any names, but Ryan Jenke. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, and, uh, yeah, so every week it just sort of grew. But, you know, everybody in the United States was trying to get a, a streaming broadcast thing up and going, too. So uh, I remember those first couple months it was. That it was, was a difficult part, too, was just yeah. getting the stuff. Yeah, it was like, uh, all right, um, I found, you know, a mom and pop shop in Iowa that's got a camera. And I'm like, can you overnight it? <laughs> And like, well, it cost you forty dollars extra. I'm like, fine, you know. Yeah. So uh, uh, thankfully, the the board. It was um, like looking for toilet paper that time too. Yeah, you know, toilet yeah. paper and cameras were yeah. impossible. Yes. To find. Well, yeah, and, and thankfully which, which you is were sort on of t- bizarre if you put those two together. <laughs> but <laughs> thankfully, you were on top of that though, because uh, I think you beat out a lot of a lot of uh, the the sort of. There's a run on. Yeah. Cameras now. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and I think if we would have done a wait and see, we would have gotten caught in that. Right. But because uh, uh, we met with the board and said, what do you think about this? And they're like, go for it. Um, Very proactive. They gave us yeah. the green light. Um, and we decided it was important to do. And so um, based upon some of those uh, those experts in the field, we, we knew where we were, where we were headed mm-hmm. and got the stuff we needed. And yeah, yeah. Uh, um, uh, I, I kind of laughed because it seemed like the FedEx or the UPS guy was here every day <laughs> for like, you know, three, three months. And every day they'd bring in another box and they're like, what are you doing? Yeah. Was it in April or May where you had built like a, like a little fort out of boxes outside of your office? <laughs> Do you remember that? Yep. <laughs> yeah. There we was, had, we'd, re- I don't remember what arch. was in those boxes. I don't know. Who knows? But, Some uh, sort of equipment. Yeah, but it was it was just getting to be such a pile of mm-hmm. equipment that, yeah. It's funny because uh, uh, Mark, Mark on, had to come it's in. It's on, on the Facebook. Yeah. So if you're a boomer, you can go look that up. <laughs> <laughs> Mark had to come in on his off hours to uh, go through credit card receipts, I think. for. <laughs> yeah, and then finally, uh, uh, Marjean Smith in our office bailed me out. She's like, I'll help you with those. Because, yeah, I mean, it just got to be sort of overwhelming. <laughs> Because of that very thing, you, you can't just sort of wait and get an order together uh, like a normal person would do and, and, you know, get all these eight things I need to get. Well, I'll put them together. It was like, well, I found one on Amazon and one in B&H Photo and one on Adorama Camera. So um, I'm not getting paid for those sponsors things. <laughs> but if they would like to. You you think but if they'd like to, you can reach me at Mark. You know, you got to think about the craziness of all that coming in. It, they were investments. Yes. And yeah. this the congregation responded. I mean it it was so much support, so much um uh partnership in in giving of funds. I mean uh the money was there to cover the costs of all these things so that we would be able to retrofit yeah, the mm-hmm. the church building to be able to do this kind of ministry. It's it was pretty um very humbling and just uh, gave just a sense of overwhelming gratitude um, for the love of, of this church family. Mm-hmm. And yeah. thankfully, Mark, you had a background that um, we were able to do a lot of this stuff here, the, the running cables and and uh, doing those sorts of things that, well, we'll just take care of it right now rather than... The, the mm-hmm. tech smarts to, yeah. to 
do it or figure out how to do it. Right. Well, you know, I, I think this is one of the things that, that I can look back and see God's hand in my life as I've uh, grown older and uh, um, how, uh, so I, I, I mentioned earlier that I, I started that feel of call to ministry in college. I went to seminary, um, but I didn't go straight into pastoral um, ministry. And um, I actually spent 10 years working in IT, um, which was uh, um, uh, very rewarding time and a time when I learned things that I use a lot today. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just talking about how to run network cable because mm-hmm. um, I did plenty of that. Um, but things like uh, how to manage a project, how to uh, um, uh, find great deals, how to, how to negotiate, how to, um, 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 how to lead a team. Uh, mm-hmm. These are a lot of things that I learned sort of in that workplace job uh, that I, I use now and have been a blessing to me. Yeah. So, yeah. Some it, things almost, I wish I could forget. It but. almost <laughs> seems like God knows what he's doing. You ever think about that? I mean, it mm. kind of seems that way. Like, mm. you know, it, it's not always the way we, it's not always the, the path that we want to take, but it's like God is giving us the tools that we need for what's coming next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. I, I, uh, um, um, I think that uh, uh, God has uniquely created me in a certain way, and I've always wanted to serve him, and uh, um, that's why I guess I'm just excited to continue to do what I do here, and uh, I'm just um, honored to be a part of it. And, you know, uh, initially, too, we talked about, um, you know, what, what are we doing here? Are we, um, that, that was sort of a philosophy of ministry when we started to build the broadcast system, mm-hmm. Right is this a Band-Aid to cover until we can get people back in the building? Mm-hmm. Um, or is that's this... strategy A. That's strategy A. That's the iPad on a, on a tripod thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or do we want this to be um, uh, capable of doing other things? And is it sort of an outreach tool for people that would like to get to know Atonement before they step foot in the building? Um, it's become a, uh, um, a shut-in ministry um, that, yeah. we, that we deliver... Yeah. Um, services to, to people that, that don't have internet and can't get connected. Um, it's a lake outreach during the summer. <laughs> yes. We have, uh, we have uh, both a snowbird um, effect and a lake effect here at Atonement, um, which uh, for those of you that don't know what those terms sort of mean in this part of the country, it means that if you're retired, oftentimes you head to the south for a few months in the winter. Arizona, Florida, Texas, baby. Yep. Yep. And then you come back. And some of them find churches down there. And some of them sort of, uh, uh, I've been told, they're like, well, we don't really have a church that we, we love down there. Um, but a lot of them now are staying connected to atonement throughout the year. Yep. And then uh, we have members that like... Um, uh, well, can, I, can I add something to that? Part of the reason that they're able to... It's not just like a video ministry. Yep. When when you come to worship Sunday morning, no matter where you are, if it's nine o'clock central time or ten thirty central time, when you join us online, you're joining live worship and and worshipers that are online with you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. So it's it's I don't like the term virtual because it's it's real. It's really mm-hmm. happening, but you're in you're in the comfort of your own home. But yep. you're able to be in church in real time yep. with everyone else who's worshiping. Right. That's 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 the that's the part of launching this online ministry that's more than a broadcast um, or even just like a video service, it's church happening yeah. in real time, and that's really cool. Yeah, yep. if there's mm-hmm. people, if there's people, if you're watching live, you can engage and mm-hmm. connect mm-hmm. connect with people. Yeah, 
Yep. And then uh, uh, the the flip side of the snowbirds is that that we have the what do we call them? Lake birds. I don't know. Lake you called people. it lake effect, but I was thinking <laughs> lake of snow. Then. Swamp yeah. people. They, <laughs> <laughs> no, they. I mean, they have a um, they have a cabin where they love yeah. to spend time because the winters can be long in this area, and when it's nice outside, uh, people of this this part of the country are uh, uh, rightly so taking advantage of all the time they can, mm, uh, enjoying God's creation outside. And so uh, three a lot of those window when it's not frozen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and a lot of those people said, Hey, you know, this summer, uh, we just, we, we were there every week because you know, we were at the lake cabin, we popped it online and joined the congregation and then went back out and sat on the lake. And I thought, wow, I, I would like that. Yeah, I think exactly. some, I think some cool. even watched on, on the lake yes. on, on the boat. Yeah. Take the pontoon out and worship. <laughs> yep. So, uh, th- that's unique. And, and then, you know, where, where can we take this in the future? We've talked about, um, there are many congregations, um, in, in uh, smaller areas around here that are having troubles sort of finding a pastor, um, because there aren't enough to go around right now. And we've talked about, uh, how can we, how can we empower those congregations? How can we help? There's probably some very amazing leaders in that in that congregation that are doing a lot of ministry, but just need some extra resources. And so how can we um, use the things that we've developed here to help them? How can we uh, help them with teaching, with, uh, with small group ministry, with confirmation, with Sunday school? Mm -hmm. Um, These are some of the things we're already doing for ourselves that we could leverage with this technology that we now have. And we just have to, uh, that's an exciting piece looking forward, how we're going to sort of do that. And, uh, um, you know, uh, would, uh, what does that look like? I don't know yet. Um, but a fun conversation to have. Mm-hmm. And not just, not just walking alongside already established congregations, but with the content that we've been developing, we have the opportunity. It, it actually in my head, in my head, it's, it's crystal clear how to do this, mm. but actually things are always crystal clear in my aren't head. They? <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the harder part for planting satellite locations, we've already taken care of. And I think about those places in like Arizona or folks that I know that moved to North Carolina that are still tuning in and connecting with us every week mm-hmm. when things open up again, well, they can have a house church mm-hmm. yeah, right there right. in their location. That's still connected with us. Um, but can start ministry on the ground in those different places. I mean, that's, that's the exciting thing to me of, of the, the, the chance or the, at least the opportunity to start satellites not just in the Fargo-Moorhead area, but really all over the country yeah. or all over the world. Yep. You know, and I think it's important to point out um, you can't, um, that that being a Christian is two parts, right? Mm-hmm. There's the sort of love God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind um, and all your strength. Mm-hmm. And then there's the loved neighbor as yourself. And um, um, you can join the online worship and um, be worshiping, uh, but that local community piece is is um, very exciting too, yep. and and very important. And so, yeah, I mean, as we're talking about leveraging this, um, we can use some of the teaching, the tools to build a community where people can start caring for one another and their community around them, mm-hmm. um, based upon this. And uh, uh, hopefully, that that uh, the Holy Spirit can use that to do something amazing. So, I'm excited to see where God might lead us. Yeah, it, it's really exciting. Two more weeks, guys. Two more weeks. <laughs> it's only going to be two weeks. Oh, yeah, until the pandemic's over. <laughs> well, so a quarter of us have gotten our shots here. So 
Yeah, that's wow. true. That's true. That's amazing. I, I did We're ahead of the general population of the United States in this podcast room right now. <laughs> well, I went, went, I think I'm I think I'm like number 275 million out of 330 million people to get their shot. Like that's the category that that's, I'm in, so it's going to be well. Yeah. But I was I was um, comforted by an article I read from just came out from the National Institute of Health. Mm-hmm. Um, 90% 95% efficacy rate for those who have been um, who's already like gone through COVID-19, which I have and my family has, mm-hmm. that antibodies last eight months, 95% of cases, which is equivalent to the vaccine. Okay. It's 95% efficacious, which is great news for two reasons. If you've already had it, you're, you're more likely to be, um, your body will continue to fight off the virus and have antibodies for over half a year. Mm-hmm. But also if you've been vaccinated, the, the length of time that you would be um, able to repel that the, the virus is like eight months or something like that. It, it, at least that's yeah. like, that's what they're thinking. So that's, that's, that's good stuff to hear. Cause when I yeah. first went through it, I was told it's about three months, three months. Yeah. That was the idea. Yeah. Well, you know, the interesting thing about science, um, I'm, I'm married to a, a, a math professor. Um, and the interesting thing about science is uh, as you gather more data, and learn more things about that. You 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 can you know more about it. And yeah. so, you know, let's face it. This thing was sort of brand new, January of 2020. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's diseases that have been around for years that we can. Yep. This is how it works. This is yep. predictable. You know, like the chickens, the chickenpox vaccine. We know how long this lasts. Or tetanus. You mm-hmm. need a booster every 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, those have been around for a long time. This thing's brand new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's fascinating to me. That, well, um, sometimes I hear, well, you know, the, the recon- recommendations keep changing. Well. Um, That's a good sign. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. That, that means they're, they're learning <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and they're, you know, they're adapting. So Where the just frustration like, comes in is when, when one authority says one thing and another authority says another thing and you're like, who am I supposed to listen to? Well, yeah. yeah. That yep. gets a That's true. But, I mean, the same thing. Uh, we need to be uh, nimble and flexible in, in our congregation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when a pandemic throws something at us and we think, Oh, we'll just be closed for two weeks. Um, you know, we, we pivoted. Yep. So and interestingly enough, we'd been talking about this broadcast ministry for years and sort of never pulled the trigger. Oh, on that would be nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that would be fun. We should do that. Someday we we'll do that. We should do that. <laughs> someday. It sounds good. Someday. It reminds yeah. me of a podcast someday. And, well, and, you know, this is yeah. the, this is the Holy spirit works in two ways in my life. I've noticed either it's sort of a gentle whisper, like Mark, you know, this is this is this is where I need you to go, or it's a swift kick. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and uh, more often than not, the swift kick is the one that really is needed to to mm-hmm. to get uh, action going. Right. <laughs> that you know, talking about ways to to stay connected, and a lot of what we've been doing more so now has been developing content, right? Yeah. Um, and using using video, using you know. Uh, Social media, those types of things to get to get the word out, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, but <laughs> was it November or December? You you and I had this conversation. You're like, hey, we should start a podcast. <laughs> oh, I remember of, of 2019, you mean? Yes, and yeah. I remember going, hey, that's a great idea. You really should do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna say, I I will stand by. I was a hater at first. Ryan was like, we should do a podcast. I'm like, all right, yeah, okay, we're gonna have what three weeks maybe worth of stuff to talk about. What are we going to talk about? And, but I remember thinking, wow, that would be really neat. But, um, 
with your background, Ryan, just thinking you're the one who really should head this because I wouldn't know where to, where to start, mm-hmm. but I'd love to be like your sidekick or, or part of it. Yeah. Well, then the pandemic happens and it's like, hey, you guys should start a podcast. It's like, <laughs> okay, Mark, I guess we're going to start a podcast. <laughs> Sweet. Hey, and, and I, I always consider myself uh, the enabler of uh, uh, things that you need. And uh, uh, the first the first episode we did this with, I don't re- remember what <laughs> we did it with. Three. Poor Sarah. The first three we did with, with some existing gear that we had to, to film Four. dramas. And... Uh, uh, man, I, I watched Sarah like spend six hours editing a That's podcast a editing. and then I'm like, there's gotta be an easier way to do this. <laughs> then we bought some gear and like, Oh, okay. Yep. Done. It, it's, it's the same. And then no you matter- got that corny dun, 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 <laughs> thing yep. at the beginning, but you, well, lost, the, you lost the voice. We the can now, now, we can now say that the voice of that podcast, the original voice of that podcast is now the executive pastor at Atonement yep. Church. Mm. So you moved yes. up in the or, world. Or right? will technically be on after the ordination. After, technically mm-hmm. speaking, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the artist soon to be known as the <laughs> There you go. There you go. I've often thought about changing my name to a symbol, so. <laughs> clerical? <laughs> clerical symbol? No. <laughs> the two symbols that crash together. Oh. <laughs> All right. So it's been, it's been, it's been, wow, just an interesting time and really a time to see how God has been working. Mm-hmm. And I, I think for myself, I've, I've had more of an opportunity to have my eyes open to see what God is doing in the midst of all, of all the season. Mm-hmm. Well, so. you know, it, it's, it's uh, worth pointing out that um, during my first go around at seminary, um, you have a sort of an internship year, which I did not complete, but my internship supervisor was was the Reverend Dr. Paul mm-hmm. Cross um, at, at a time so, long ago. And so when, uh, 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 but we didn't finish our our, our uh, work then. Were you technically uh, his Padawan this whole time? Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. But, uh, or is he a Sith Lord? Which one is it, really? <laughs> I always two there are. So, um, but then uh, uh, when Paul... Uh, when we interviewed Paul to be the interim here, um, he told me this years later, he goes, yeah, we popped up with that video call. And he said, I saw your face. And he said, I guess I'm going to Fargo. I've got unfinished business. Hmm. Um, it was that clear. So it was that clear to him. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And uh, um, he was right. So I now, ha- I think I now have the record for the longest internship <laughs> in history. It's, it's up there. The next, I, I got to look in the Old Testament. <laughs> Elisha's, Elisha's may have been longer than yours. Okay. Elisha it's to Elisha. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe in modern history. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Joshua and Moses maybe well, got yeah, me beat yeah. there. Joshua and Moses may have. But I, I mean, if it, if it didn't actually stop the first time, I mean, we're we're in we're in multiple decades here. That's true. So centuries. <laughs> I, I, I'm not that old. Started in the 20th. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. It spanned two centuries. That's like a bad movie opening. An internship so long it spanned two centuries. <laughs> All right. Well, to bring these two things together, the, the ordination of, of uh, Pastor Mark Soljum and also the development of technology. I, I wanted to, to put this out there. If you have not seen this yet, it's the season of Lent. Mm-hmm. And every year, Atonement does Lenten dramas. They are online. You have to go see what's being done. It is phenomenal. 
Um, if you watch any of the the newscasts, like the six o'clock news on ABC, NBC, CBS, or any of the the cable news channels, um, what is happening for the Lenten dramas that I believe Mark and Ryan here are spearheading, um, along with along with scripts being written by by Jarl Iverson, mm-hmm. is it, the quality is as good <laughs> as anything you would see on cable news. It's amazing. So that that's my big push for anyone listening to my voice. I would say we're we're probably better than a small market, but not <laughs> quite as big as one of the big markets. So and we have the best uh, an- anchor in the business on on <laughs> on that news. Yeah, I I uh, that's that's my side job. I'm actually the anchor for the news. America's anchor man, Mark Soltum. Yes, the news. Good evening and welcome to the news. <laughs> well, anyway, I actually wanted to model fun. it after the Muppet News, but um, <laughs> I got overruled because throwing things down and landing on top of me every week was not a good thing. This this as Paul. Uh, Pastor Cross likes to say this church is blessed with an abundance of riches and the creative team is definitely a part of that. But what I'm saying is from a year ago to what you're doing now with those mm-hmm. is, I mean, cause we recorded last the Lenten mm-hmm. dramas last year too. Yeah. But it's just, it's, it's pretty amazing where, where things have gone. So well, please we, go check that stuff out. We started off with the one camera on the stage, uh, recording last year and, um, uh, yeah, we've come a little ways. So. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. yeah, I remember uh, standing up there and uh, speaking. What was it? H- had to talk to the to the crowds or something, but the crowds were beyond <laughs> the camera, and I'm like, this is really awkward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we well, got it done, can, though. I think you can go to our YouTube page, and you can see those, too. Mm-hmm. And, Should uh, be able to. Compare yeah. and contrast where things were yeah. and where they are now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. So. It's fun. Anyway, so we're excited to have you in your new role, Mark. And, yes. and uh, thank you. I, I would say that for f- those wondering, well, what what is different? Not a whole lot. I mean, my it's... my office got painted. Did it get painted? Ooh. Yeah. So I mean, that's different. Very good. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, uh, the leadership that you've been carrying on is going to continue. Um, and there's going to be, I'm, I'm sure, some added responsibilities. But yeah. If, if nothing else, it's the authority by this congregation to preach the word and administer the sacraments along with the leadership qualities you already have. I, um, I think it's just um, um, a milestone along the way. I, I'm, I'm very excited to continue this work, and uh, um, God has um, been with us this far and will continue to be with us as we move forward. And um, I'm so thankful for Atonement and, and the, the family that we have here. Uh, I call it the Atonement family because I, mm-hmm. um, mostly because I love the analogy because uh, a family can be messy. Um, and, uh, but it's also the ones that you go to when, when, um, when you need them. Mm-hmm. So. What's interesting too is, is this truly is your family. Um, I feel like I'm adopted and I'm still getting to learn. I'm, I'm a two year old, I'm a toddler. Mm. <laughs> but you've been with, You've been worshiping God and part of this community of, of believers your entire life. There's a, a there's a time where you you went and went out into the world, but then you've come back. I mean, yeah, the church you were baptized. It's in. It's true. I, I grew up at Atonement. Um, uh, I left for about ten years when we lived down in the Twin Cities, um, and when we moved back up into this area to be closer to my fo- uh, parents that were aging at the time. Yep. Um, yeah, we decided that. Um, the, the pull of family and community was strong with yeah. atonement. And, and I, 
Um, the force is strong with this. Yeah. <laughs> and I wish that for people because I, I think um, um, that, that sense of community and warmth and, and uh, family, um, you know, that this is, this is, um, this is my people. That's, uh, that's strong. That's important. Yeah. And that's how we take care of one another. Excellent. Yes. It's Antioch all over again. If you don't know what Antioch is, go look it up in the book of Acts. Maybe you'll understand mm. what I'm trying to say with that. All right. Good? Yes. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for coming on. And we are very, very excited for you. Well, thank you. And, and uh, thank to you. continue doing all the, all the what, what do we call it, harebrained? Yeah. <laughs> harebrained, I love it. Harebrained yeah. ideas. <laughs> harebrained yeah. ideas. Yeah. I'm full of them. <laughs> all right well thank, people thank you people would say i'm full of it but <laughs> I, I assumed that was the harebrained idea i, so say, I don't did know you, did you just say you have hairy brains is yes, that uh my brain's hairy uh the uh the doctor's still out on that so i'll <laughs> let you know all right uh somebody want to pray us out of here i think i think the the reverend pastor uh mark soldier should, should take the honors today. <laughs> thank you uh heavenly father we uh uh, I'm grateful for this this harebrained idea called a podcast that we've been doing. Um, and I thank you for the chance to sit down every week, discuss things a little bit deeper, to uh, um, to dig into things that uh, we just don't have a chance to do normally. I thank you for these people and their ability to uh, um, share that time and to dig deeper into their faith. And I thank you for the people that join us. Lord, you have, uh, um, I can see you working uh, all through my life, and I'm thank you f- thankful for that. Um, and I'm so thankful that I can see you working in other people's lives too. And uh, they may not always see it, Lord, but we know that uh, you care for us, you love us, uh, and you want uh, you want a relationship with us, and you want us to be in relationship with one another. And so that's what we want for atonement, and that's what we want for our region and our community, Lord, that we would know you, that we would trust you, uh, and that we would care for one another in a way that... Um, that I think was your original intent for the world. Um, and so we put our faith and our trust in you, and uh, we go forth today loving you and loving one another. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, if you are looking for a place to worship this weekend, you can join us uh, at atonement.live or atonementfargo.org at 9 or 10.30 or on the YouTubes. Uh, at the same time by searching Atonement Fargo. Also during Lent, you can find us at 6.30 p.m. every Wednesday night. Uh, and if I didn't say Sundays for service, Sundays mm-hmm. in the morning. Nine Central and 10.30. Time. Nine Central Time. <laughs> we never say Central Time. No. We probably should. Yeah. You, you know, you, you should also say that, you know, you can find this podcast on YouTube, which you may have, but you can also subscribe to it with your podcast, uh, your favorite podcast app by yes. going to thatpodcast.net. Like and subscribe, like and subscribe. That's what they always say. Do right. they still say it? They say comment, like, and subscribe yep. usually. Hit that bell oh, for notifications. Yeah, hit the bell, bell for notifications. All right. And if you're using an, an iPhone, you have to turn on the notifications apparently. so. Really? I don't have an iPhone. Mm. All right. Well, do all of that. Do all of that. <laughs> and, all right. And keep coming back, you hear? <laughs> well, we could also say to people, since you're Lutherans, if, they're, if you're Lutheran, if you like this, smile as loud as you can. Mm. Give us a good hearty nod. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right, for Sarah DeYoung, Pastor DJ Lura, and Pastor Mark Soljum, I'm Ryan Janke. Join us next week for another riveting episode of That Podcast.
That was riveting. Did I rivet last week? I don't know, but that was riveting. You're a riveter. You did. <laughs> Rosie the riveter. <laughs> <laughs>